Hey, what's good, fam? It's Kyle Henderson of BamaInsider.com. You're about to listen to the BamaInsider.com podcast. First segment is Nick Saban's press conference from Monday, October 19th, talking about the Tennessee Volunteers. The second segment of the podcast is the BamaInsider.com crew with Mick Gillespie, Kyle Henderson, Tony Sukalis, and Trey Yannity talking around the SEC and more. Your Bama Insider podcast starts now. Okay, guys, uh, Coach, we'll go ahead and open with a statement, and then we will uh, get to your questions. Please use the raise your hand feature. Go ahead, Coach. I think that this was a really good win for us and our team this last week. Um, I think our players really played hard in the game, played with a lot of toughness, showed a lot of resiliency, um, you know, just kept fighting in the game. Uh, but I think that it also needs to be noted that Probably the difference in the game, when you just look at the game totally, right, was turnovers. You know, we always talk about turnovers having a huge impact on the outcome of a game. And uh, the turnovers, converting those turnovers to scores, when you really add it up, uh, that was basically the difference in the game. So there are a lot of fundamental improvement things that we need to continue to focus on and work on. Uh, just about every individual, just about every unit, just about every group uh, on our team has something that uh, we need to focus on and do better. You know, some of those things could have been disastrous. We got the quarterback hit a couple times in the game that, you know, we, we, we could have could have been prevented. It wasn't like, you know, we, we couldn't block them. So um, they have, you know, when you play against really good players, you got to make sure you do a great job of executing because they're always going to take advantage of any mistake that you make. I think it's really important, you know, this week that our uh, I talked about this after the game. Our, our players have humility. That's what keeps you hungry in terms of what you have to do to improve um, and to play the next game. And I think everybody knows that this Tennessee game is, you know, a big rivalry game. Um, means a lot to a lot of people in the state of Alabama. Uh, and I'm, I'm sure that because it's a rivalry game, we're going to get the absolute, you know, best version of Tennessee's team. You know, Jeremy's done a Really good job there, in my opinion. Uh, they played very, very well this this year. You know, last week was the uh, a little bit of an anomaly, and and again that same old word comes up. You know, they turned the ball over, uh, and that made a huge uh, difference in the game. Uh, but they have some very capable players. I think they got two really good running backs. Their quarterback's very athletic. They got some good skilled players outside. Their defense has played you know, really well, you know, this year, they got really good pass defense. Um, their defense is like, you know, fourth or fifth in the league, you know, overall, um, they're very, very well coached. Um, they do a good job on special teams. Uh, so we're, we're going to see uh, a, a good team and they play their best against us. They, they beat some good teams this year when they played well and they're very capable. And uh, I would expect we'll see that kind of an effort from them this weekend. Okay, we'll start things off with uh, John Zener from the Associated Press. Uh, yeah, Coach Jeremy said it, it sounds like uh, that, that Garantano, who you're obviously very familiar with, is going to have to kind of earn his job. So leaving that up, even earn his starting job. Do you prepare a little differently in case there might be a different guy at quarterback? Does that change your? Uh, I, I don't really think we can. You know, they do a lot of things on offense. It's going to be very challenging for our defense uh, to make the adjustments that they need to make, you know, in this game. I, I don't know. We don't have enough evidence to know uh, how they would change what they do if they played somebody differently, a quarterback. So uh, I don't think it can, we can prepare any different. We'll go to Mike Rodak. There was a point in fall camp when Dylan said he wasn't quite feeling himself and still had a little bit to go um, coming back from the injury. Just where do you think he's at at this point and how far away is he from where you might have expected him to be? Well, I thought he played extremely well in this last game. He showed great leadership, really helped the other players play uh, well. Uh, I think it was by far his best game in terms of um, execution, doing what he was supposed to do. So I, I feel like, you know, maybe that, that this was maybe will get him, you know, feeling confident in what he needs to physically confident so that he can go out there and continue to play well and perform well. But I thought he played extremely well in this game. We'll go to Brett Hudson with the Tuscaloosa News. 
Hey, Coach, we saw a lot of Jamil Burroughs in that game compared to the previous three games. What did you see in his performance, and what does he add to the rotation when he's in it? Well, you know, we were down a couple guys in the game um, without LeBron Ray playing. Um, and, you know, that made us sort of get give Jamel turns in practice. Uh, but he was doing a great job on the scout team. They were having a tough time blocking him over there. So we said, who's the next man up? Um, so then, you know, we have another guy go down in the game and, you know, it made us a little short. So um, we're going to continue to try to work him in and hopefully he can continue to make progress. Go to Charlie Potter. Hey, Coach, just want to ask you for your thoughts on Will Rikers' performance Saturday, especially that 52-yard field goal. Well, he's the special teams player of the week this week. So, um, you know, he's done a really good job consistently kicking. Uh, extra points, field goals have been good, practice and games. Uh, we're not doing a, as good a job, and it's not just him. We've worked two got different guys kicking off. Uh, we're not getting the ball where we need to get it, and we're not getting the kind of coverage we need to get. And that was a little bit of an issue in the last game for us. And uh, that's some that's one of the things we need to really work on improving this week. Okay, let's go to Michael Casagrande with AL.com. Yeah, Nick, there was a video after the game, the celebration in the locker room. It looked like a pretty emotional scene. Uh, it was later deleted, but what, what did you, what was that moment like for you and how do you describe that that time? Well, it was an emotional game. I mean, you know, it was a big game. Um, I love seeing the players um, have fun uh, and, 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 and enjoy themselves when, you know, they feel a sense of accomplishment because we had a tremendous amount of respect for Georgia and the kind of team they had and what it was going to take to, you know, have a chance to be successful against them. And uh, they were just really excited. And I was really happy to see them excited. Uh, you know, I, I, we've won games around here where we go in the locker room and, you know, everybody just kind of, you know, this is what everybody expects. And I hate that. I hate to see that. Uh, I think everybody should enjoy uh, every win. Uh, they're hard to come by. Um, the expectation sometimes gets to be that, yeah, well, you're Alabama, so you're supposed to beat this team. And if you don't beat them a certain way, then that's not good enough. And I don't really think that's fair to the players. These guys work hard. They put a lot into it. Um, and I love to see them enjoy themselves when they have success. So uh, I was very, very happy to see the players so happy. Go to Tony Sakalas. Kind of touching on that, you've mentioned uh, – keeping, you know, humble, and, and, and this was such an emotional win. What about your team do you feel is going to be able to, to handle that based on what they've already shown this season? I really don't know if they can handle it, so we'll see if they can handle it. I haven't seen them since the game. Um, we'll see them at 1.30 today, and we'll see how they work this week and how they play in the game. Um, so I, I don't know how they're going to handle that. I don't – hypothetical questions, I can't really – I don't have a crystal ball. Uh, I hope they have enough maturity to handle it the way they need to, but we won't know until we practice all week, until we see how they play in the game. We'll go to Steven. First off, Coach, it was great seeing you back out there on the field over the weekend. And uh, I guess for my question, uh, Miller Forrestal starting to catch even more passes in this offense. Where have you seen him become a more complete tight end? I think Miller's always played really well for us. We just had so many good skill guys around him that uh, he hasn't had a chance to get the ball as much. But I think, you know, the way people are trying to play us now to take away Smitty, Waddle, um, you know, Jonathan, uh, that, you know, the tight end has more opportunities. And um, we certainly hope to take advantage of those. But, you know, Miller's always been a really consistent player. He, he's, he, he's very smart. He understands exactly what his role is and exactly what he needs to do to help the offense function um, and has been very efficient and effective for us. So uh, I'm happy to see that he is getting more involved in the passing game, and I think that's something that could be helpful to us in the future as well. We'll go to David Pascal in Chattanooga. Hey, Nick. Uh, last year, obviously, Tennessee showed you tangible evidence of their improvement under Jeremy, winning eight games, and they almost had you one possession game in the fourth quarter. Have you seen continued improvement from Tennessee this year? Or is that kind of difficult, given that they played 10 really good quarters and the last six quarters have kind of been nightmarish because of the turnovers? 
Well, I, I, I think they have made progress. I think, you know, you look at what a team does down in, down out, how their players play. Um, they're playing with a lot of effort, toughness. They're very well coached. Uh, they're in the right spots. Uh, but I think when you turn the ball over in this game, I, I don't care if it's us or them or whoever it is, it's really hard to overcome. Uh, you know, we do a little chart every week and show our players the record of every team in the country who's plus three, plus two, minus three, minus two, zero turnovers. And all you have to do is look at that chart. And it's very telling in terms of the impact that turnovers have on a game. And um, so I think that's been their issue. Uh, and it's not the rest of their team. Uh, it's not how they're capable of playing. It's not the progress that they've made. It's just, you know, the taking care of the ball. We'll go to Haley Sutton. Hey, Coach, one of the things we've seen Mac Jones excel in this year is really throwing that deep ball down and finding whichever receiver is open. How important has that been for your offense? Well, I think Mac's done a good job. Every play, the quarterback makes a read in terms of where should I go with the ball and what should I do relative to what the defense is playing. So uh, Mac has done a really, really good job of that. There's only been a couple occasions this year where uh, we didn't feel like his eyes was in the right place where, you know, he wasn't making the right decision. He's been very consistent with that. Uh, and that's really what has made and helped him be very effective in what he does. So uh, he's smart. Uh, he understands. He prepares well. And I think those things are paying off for him. Short on time here, we'll go with Edwin Stanton. Hey, Nick, just a follow-up question on uh, Miller Forstall. Got hurt on the first play against Georgia. I just want to get your thoughts on hit the impact he has on this offense and what that did for y'all during his brief absence. Well, I, I think that we didn't get off to a great start, but I think Georgia had a lot to do with that. Um, we didn't do very well on third down in the beginning of the game. And how much of that was contributed to Miller not being in there, it's really hard to evaluate. Uh, I don't think it was totally because of that. There were other mistakes made, um, whether they were protection issues or something we didn't do in a right in the passing game, or it was, you know, they played really good and got us covered. So um, I can't really evaluate exactly. I know how much he means to us from a leadership standpoint from a consistency and performance standpoint uh, and how that impacts and affects other players' confidence. Uh, but I do think that the other guys that went in the game in his place um, did a good job. So, um, you know, they got an opportunity, and I thought they responded fairly well. Okay, we'll finish up with Rick. Carly. Hey, Coach. Rick Carly in, in Birmingham, Channel 13. Your, your player pipeline to the NFL is huge. Tua got in the game yesterday for the Dolphins, played just a couple minutes, threw a couple passes. What's it mean to you as a head coach who has seen a kid like that go through such a devastating injury to be playing in the NFL? Just your comments on that. Well, I, you know, we're always excited and happy for all of our players uh, that they all have dreams of being able to play in the NFL someday. And uh, you're really always happy and proud to, you know, see that dream come to fruition for them. Um, most guys don't have to go through what Tua went through in terms of the adversity that he had to overcome from an injury standpoint uh, with the hip injury. But he worked hard. Uh, he's back to 100%. I'm glad to see that he's getting some opportunity to play now. Uh, and I hope that that continues, and I hope he does very well. Uh, we haven't had anybody uh, in this program since I've been here that's been a better ambassador for the university, a better ambassador for the program um, than, than two has been. So, you know, our thoughts and prayers are always with him, and we hope that he does extremely well. And it surely won't surprise me if that's the case. All right, Coach, thank you for your time. Thank Guys, you. we appreciate that. We'll be back with players here. Well, you see, everybody, it's time for your favorite show and ours, right? It's time for Monday Night Quarterback, and we're going to talk about Alabama. We're going to look around the SEC, and for the next hour, you know, around there, we're going to just kind of get into everything that happened. But, I mean, 41-24 Alabama with the victory over Georgia. Kyle Henderson and Tony Sukalis are here. 
We're expecting Trey to join us here in a couple minutes. He's got some homework to do. So he, he can't come on until his homework's done, Kyle. Yeah, you know, like when I look at this show, like I, I want it to be informal. I want to just relax. I mean, after this wild weekend with Nick Saban having COVID and then the Alabama-Georgia game, I mean, you know, he can do his homework, but I want this show to be laxed and uh, I want to enter the week uh, getting ready for uh, Alabama-Tennessee. Tony, man, look, I know you weren't expecting that second half. You know, but I wasn't expecting Alabama's <laughs> offense to be able to, to score. Maybe not that much. I don't think anyone was expecting Alabama's offense to just go totally off on a really quality Georgia defense. Um, but that that was crazy. I, I think, you know, we. I want to build on this Mac Jones hype that I've created. And I'm just soaking in the I told you so right now because – Earlier this offseason, I, I, you know, was really high on, on Mac Jones, and now I'm able to kind of just kind of bask in that glow. And he's he sure has proven me right. Fun to watch because that guy can sling it, man. And he's, I mean, and with all the weapons that Alabama has, uh, three straight 400 yard games. That's crazy. That's just you know who does that. Yeah, I mean, and you look at all of the great quarterbacks that Alabama has put out there since Nick Saban. And, and including Tua Tungaviola and, you know, Jalen Hurts and, you know, Blake Sims had some big passing games. And, you know, um, I mean, you know, I, to think that Mac Jones is kind of the guy that now has taken the ball and is just kind of blowing out some of the numbers, it's amazing to me. I'm one of the people that just – I, you know, I, I, I was late on the bandwagon. I'm on here now, gladly. But, um, you know, the Mac attack is for real. All right, let's go around the horn here. I'm going to start with you, Kyle. I'm going to go last. Just your thoughts on the win over Georgia. I mean, I felt that Alabama was going to win this game going in. Um, did I think it'd be a blowout? I mean, was that a blowout? I don't, I don't know. I mean, I think Alabama, they're able to take care of business in that second half. And the thing is, Alabama fans are going to be like, you know, Pete Golding coached the first half defense and then Nick <laughs> coached the second half defense. Look, the point is, you know, the defense came up, made plays, two interceptions, uh, got uh, Georgia to, you know, punt twice, as I talked about on our observations. But I think overall, I mean, it, no one's going to be able to beat this team unless they can outscore this team. I mean, you look at guys like Devontae Smith, you look at Jalen Waddle, you look at the overall production of, of Mac Jones and what he's been able to do. This passing tree that I have here is from Pro Football Focus. Look at over 20 yards. I mean, it's ridiculous. 93.1 to the outside right, 92.8 down the field um, and, and between the numbers and, and then 93.5 to the outside left. I mean, the game came down to, like Nick Saban said, he came down to turnovers. Um, and, and I think, as I mentioned on my observations, that I felt like this game really rejuvenated Nick Saban. I know there's a lot of people that agreed with that. Um, I, I know Tony's next on the horn here. Tony, did you feel that way, kind of seeing the way that Nick Saban was so animated in this game and then afterwards everybody's talking about him dancing in the locker room? <laughs> yeah. I mean, if, if, you, if you can make Nick Saban dance after a game, I think you're doing it right as a team. Um, this was a big win for Alabama. It's the game that I think if you go into the season, it's what they had circled. You know, I know they're going to say that they don't circle a game, but it's hard not to circle a game like this. Um, Georgia's becoming that that other team in the SEC that's up at that elite level. Uh, really, nobody else in the SEC matches what Alabama and Georgia can do. Uh, and Georgia just always gets there, but they can't knock off Alabama. Um, this is a kind of game that could be a playoff game. You know, the, you know, I, I don't think they'll meet again in the playoffs because I think they'll probably meet again uh, in the SEC championship game. But then again, if Georgia was to win that one, I think maybe, yeah, we could get three and one in one season. I just think this was a win, a statement win over a team that is playoff good. I mean, if you go down, not only don't even look at the rest of Alabama's schedule, go in the rest of the top 10 in college football. I mean, Georgia dropped down to what, four? So if Alabama can do this against a Georgia team, really, for me, Clemson's the only other team on Alabama's level. I think the only team capable in in the nation of beating Alabama at, at this moment is Clemson. Gotta say, uh, I'm an old Kamaana from Hawaii, so I, when I see like people giving us the shout outs, oh, know, I, oh. I went to UH for a semester, man. That's probably why I love Tua so much. So uh, you know I'm what? sure the weather's fantastic. When Tua was here, I mean, 
I was getting, I mean, chocolate from Hawaii. I was getting coffee from <laughs> care package. You got the lay. Yeah, I got a, I got a lay, like an official lay, and I was wearing it on the show. And uh, all my friends in Hawaii, they were sending, no, my favorite was the Hawaiian fish jerky. Oh, it's so good. Oh, my God. It was amazing. So um, aloha back. And we appreciate you guys watching. And, uh, you know, thanks for joining us. Yeah, I used to eat this stuff, aliamui. It was like this. I think I'm saying it right. It was like peach pits that they, you know, they season. And, and like, they're like, hey, you got to try this. And I, I try it. And I'm like, uh, okay. This is amazing. So longtime fan, even before Tua. But, uh, yeah, they love their football out in Hawaii. You know, my, my thought on this game was I, I just expected the first half to be the entire game, you know. And I knew that, that there was a weakness. I mean, if you guys watched the uh, Bama Insider Tailgate show, you'll know that I said that, you know, I felt like Georgia's weakness was quarterback. And, and honestly, you know, Stenson Bennett kind of won me over a little bit, even though he didn't win the football game. I, I felt like there were too many drop passes, and they put him in bad spots, you know, where he's like, you know, trying to make up for guys not holding on the footballs. But the kid's a gamer, but his weakness is being able to throw the ball downfield. You know, he kind of reminded me of Greg McElroy when he was at Alabama in 09 and 2010. You know, he's a good quarterback, and he knows where to throw the ball. Just doesn't have the arm strength to really get it over top of the defense you know, consistently. But uh, the second half, uh, Alabama gave up some yards, but, but the defense came up with the big plays when they had to. And, and that type of offense that Georgia has – is is what Alabama's kind of built to stop, you know, and then you compare it to Ole Miss, you know, where you go really fast and 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 you spread it out and you're just kind of you know bang bang bang. That's that gives Alabama trouble when you mix in the the you know the the, the rushing quarterback. So, but I didn't expect this. I just didn't expect Alabama to just you know absolutely throttle Georgia in the second half. And, um, you know, that that's a huge win for Alabama. Last year's team did not have that signature win. And when, when we kind of got through the season, it was like they lost to LSU and then they lost to Auburn. And you're looking at a team that could not play defense, but they had this awesome offense. And this year they, they did enough to get the win. And, and now they're going into Tennessee week, you know, um, you know, as we kind of look at that later on in this game. But we're going to talk about the SEC, the entire SEC before that. But look, this is Tennessee week. Our friend Reagan and R&R Cigar, he has the Victory Cigars. So instead of game balls, we're going to give out Victory Cigars to our player of the game for this week from the Georgia game. Kyle, I'm going to start with you. Player of the game? I mean, yeah, like the player of the I mean, game. Other than Mac Jones? I mean, like, no. I mean. I'm going with Mac Jones. I know who. There's another guy there. There is one. Get it to me. Get it to me. I, I mean, okay. Are you going with? I mean, that's, like, that's exactly what I'm, what I'm doing. But you go first. I'm not. I'm, I don't want to steal your thunder. No, no, no. Okay. I, I mean, victory cigars. I, I mean, I'm, I'm. I still want to talk. I keep itching to talk about like Tua Tungvaloa playing yesterday. So can we like eventually no, like throw it in there, man? Throw it like, right now. Throw it right now on this whole it. thing. <laughs> I think give like, him one too. Give him a victory cigar too. Him a victory cigar to Tua. Everyone saw him. After the game, just sitting there soaking it in. He's such a media darling, right? Like <laughs> even Nick said before this, he was like, Man, this is like one of my favorite guys that I've ever covered and ever, ever watched. And uh look who's uh, back from the the homework club. What's up? There he is. You get it done, buddy. Yeah, what's going on, guys? Yeah, a little bit of a Jordan Battle tonight. Uh yeah. let's uh switch your uh audio from here into this come yeah, and put your name in there. Come on. It's it's like yeah. there's two Mick Gillespies, and you gotta you gotta update your name too. But I would love to be I'd love to be that Mick Gillespie that's in school yeah. right now. So as he does that, let's go down to Tony and like, who's your victory cigar going to? I mean, it's got to be Mac Jones, man. Uh, it's got to be Mac Jones. Uh, I think uh, you know he completed he he had a rough start, but then he completed all but two passes to end the game. Uh, the the guy can't be rattled. Uh, you, you you know you intercept him. He comes back three plays, three throws later. He he throws a touchdown pass to to John Mechie. He's not even dinking and dunking. He's throwing you know like we said bombs. He's utilizing this res the, the receivers the same way you mentioned Tua. Max utilizing the offense the same way Tua utilized the offense. You really can't miss it. Um, uh, it, it's absolutely crazy. Um. And so it's got to be Mac Jones. He's doing this against a great Georgia defense too. It's not just, you know, I think before you could say, oh, that's just, you know, Texas A&M or that's just Missouri or that's just Ole Miss. Well, this is, 
this is a legit defense. It doesn't get any better than this. If you can throw up 400 yards on this, man, I'm going to be seeing him in New York. And the thing I like, too, before I go to you, Trey, so just tell us, you just start thinking who you're going to give your victory cigar out to, um, is that when he gets in trouble, instead of trying to make something happen and running in circles and getting sacked and, you know, bad things happen, he just throws the ball away. And and I, Kyle knows, we watched the game together, I'm just like, thank God. You know, thank goodness this guy's just like, look, we'll get him next play. Let's not put me in a situation to get hurt, and um, you know, and at the same time, you know, let's let's fight for another down. Uh, I thought Mac and his ability to just kind of be smart with the football was amazing. So, all right, Trey, I, I I'm gonna go next. Uh, you got to give out your victory cigar. Yeah, uh, you know, this is a tough one. I mean, there's so many guys in a win like this. You know, that contributed, but there's one guy I want to highlight. Kyle and I talked about it a little bit before the show. This guy, a 52-yard field goal at the half. Boom. Uh, swinging the ball. I love this photo. <laughs> right here. Game ball. Game How you like those apples, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Reagan's got these special, like, cigars he has made every year just for the Tennessee-Alabama game, and he deserves one of those, even though it was for the Georgia game. When he hit that field goal, it was, like the, it was really like a momentum-changing play. Look, That's I, the longest field goal Alabama has since 2015. Look at this. Yeah. yeah, where were you in 2015? Trey was just starting to walk, right? In diapers. Um, yeah, he was in diapers. Now, look at this, all right? Yeah. 26 of 26, all right? Four of four on field goals, right? He has 38 points overall. And, um, of course, Sam Johnson's also on this screen, which a lot of people are, you know, uh, you know, saying Alabama needs a new punter, but they had, what, three or four inside the 20. But point is, he has the longest of 52 yarders, 26 of 26, and he's four or four. Alabama has their field goal. So, yeah, Trey, I think you're right. When we look yeah. at uh, cigars, I mean, give uh, give Will Riker. I don't even know if he's old enough to smoke a cigar. But I, I, I don't know either. I don't he definitely know. doesn't look old enough. He looks about as old as, as Trey. Give, he, his dad, he, give his dad one classmates. Yeah, yeah, just give it out to the family. All right, guys, I, I love the you know where you're going, but you're all wrong. It's it's Smitty. I mean, like that Georgia's going okay. Like this guy, Devontae Smith. Like when he's gone, we're just going to be happy, right? I mean, first off, he was supposed to go to Georgia, and then he ends up at Alabama, and then he has just like killed them. Okay, he's absolutely just terrorized them. I mean. Um, of course, we all know about Tua's pass to him to win the national championship game, which, in my opinion, is the that's the biggest play in the history of Alabama football. And there's a lot of big plays, but none are better than that. They've never had a walk off national championship, you know, in overtime. And and so he caught that, and it, he's just like been here forever. But another huge day. Uh, against Georgia, which is a great defense. It just seems like he rises to the occasion when he gets the opportunity to play against the dogs. And, you know, I'm, I'm throwing I mean, one Nick, out there. Read off those career stats. I mean, they're yeah, they right there for you, man. Yeah. Softball. Yeah, 156 catches, 27 touchdowns. Like, I, <laughs> he's, like he's closing in on 3,000 yards, and he'll probably get that here, you know, in the next few weeks, you know, the way that he's going. So, it, <laughs> there was a time like, and I'm I'm gonna show my age, you know. Just you guys can call me Uncle Mick. I'm gonna go back to the days when Alabama we could never have a, find a, a receiver, you know. Like we <laughs> we'd just be like, all right, yeah, this is our guy. And then and and it was nothing like this, you know. Like we get into the big games, and then that guy would be shut down, you know. And then when Julio Jones came, it like changed everything as far as playmakers go. One of Nick Saban's first really huge signings, and then they've just built momentum in that receiver spot ever since and i gotta tell you smitty is I'm, I, he's one of my all-time favorites our Look friends at Pro football focus gave me a great stat uh he's had 38 catchable balls this season he's caught all of them so he's one of like i think 12 receivers who haven't dropped the pass at all this season and uh probably the best hands in college football Devonte smith oh yeah all right guys this is the fun part of the show and the reason why it's fun is because we get to talk about the games in the SEC. Like, we, we've already kind of opined on Alabama. Look, Alabama beat Georgia. And, yeah. and we can look back now and say, you know, it was time to teach the Bulldogs to behave. You know, we sing that every week at the, you know, at the end of the game. But, but let's, let's talk about the other games in the SEC. And, you know, normally I, I save the, the big game for the end. You know, like the game that we all want to talk about. 
and we go through the other ones, but not this week. Because I'm looking at this right now. Number 15, Auburn, lost at South Carolina, 30-22. I thought this was interesting because Auburn got up early. They tried to go for two. It would have made it – if they kicked the extra point, it's it's 9 nothing. Uh, it's 10 nothing. They they don't. They they miss the extra point, so it's 9 nothing. And then South Carolina just kept hanging in there. And then I turn around, and South Carolina at one point was up by one point, you know. And I'm like, okay – and, and then you look at the way that this thing kind of shook out, that's a, that's a bad loss for Auburn. You, you know, that's, this isn't a great South Carolina team. And w- if you drive down the Lee County and, and you go, you know, to Auburn, you're going to see the Vultures and they're circling over top of the football building right now. They, they, they think that there might be some fresh meat here coming soon. And you lose games like this at Auburn, and this has kind of been the knock on Malzahn as the head coach. This is a huge loss, Kyle. Yeah, I mean, I, what were you expecting? I mean, this the Auburn, you know, Tigers are so topsy-turvy. It doesn't surprise me. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if these guys continue to rise up and, you know, win a couple games that they're not supposed to. Now, I don't think that it's going to – anything's going to happen like last year. But, I mean, with Gus Malzahn, I mean, it's like up and down. I mean, I, I think one of – you know, I'm kind of jealous at, at some of the other, you know, people who get to cover other teams from the SEC because you have, like, those roller coaster of emotions, whereas, like, in Alabama – you don't necessarily have that. You just have Alabama just taking it to every single every single team. Like, for example, what just happened against Georgia, like, man, 40, 41 to 24 against the number three team in the country. So Tony and I were talking about this after the game. I mean, you look through the rest of the schedule and yeah, I get it. From like coaches speak, you're like, oh, it's only about this next game. No, it's not. Look at the rest of the teams on the schedule, right? <laughs> it's boring. Yeah. I mean, Tennessee, yawn. Mississippi State, what are they going to throw? Like 15 interceptions, yawn. You look at LSU, what they've done, yawn. I mean, come on. Like Auburn, what they've done. Okay, the, the, the most exciting games, think about this. The most exciting games now on the rest of the schedule are Arkansas and Kentucky. Someone's like, wow, Arkansas and Kentucky. Wow, it's going to really be – no, no, it's not. I mean, have you not seen the last like 10 or 11 games between these two teams? I mean, Arkansas versus Alabama, are you kidding me? So um, I, I, I'm not surprised that Auburn has continued to just, you know, nosedive and they'll win a game they're not supposed to. I mean, it's um, – I'm not surprised, Mick. I'm just, um, you know, obviously. I'm surprised. <laughs> what about you, Tony? you got to be surprised. At Auburn? I mean, look, they <laughs> should have lost to Arkansas last week. They should, you know, they should be like one in three. I, <laughs> they didn't look that great in any of their games, and it's just – I'm not surprised, actually. I'm surprised. If you would have told me at the beginning of the season, I would have been surprised. But I'm kind of with Kyle on this. It, it's going to be – there's not a lot for Alabama. I think Alabama really has to – I think that's part of the reason why, you know, we saw Nick Saban really kind of try to hammer home the point to his players that, you know, you really have to stay focused because this is a time when Alabama could get really unfocused uh, because they're not going to be challenged. They faced their hardest opponent – and now if you look at the rest of this schedule, it I don't think of a team that can beat Alabama until possibly they play Georgia again. I mean, I don't know if that's the case unless Georgia figures out the quarterback. And then so then you're looking at the playoff. I mean, we could go months without a close game from Alabama. Rat rat poison, Tony. That is I'm rat sorry, poison what you're saying like right there, is. man. Do you hear you you're in those press conferences? You know Nick Saban's gonna tell you that. I mean, look, they, they still have to play at LSU. Did you see Florida State beat North Carolina? Look, I know North Carolina's not on that level yet, but they, but I mean upsets happen and if, if Alabama's not prepared, they gotta go to LSU. Kentucky has a great defense. You know, they got Auburn on the schedule. I mean, these are some tough games. Arkansas is a good team this year, way better than I anticipated. So, you know, I'm not ready to give Alabama the perfect 10-0 and going into the SEC championship game. I don't but know, Nick. I mean, come on. LSU? <laughs> come on. Yeah, I, look, dude, they're going to be ready to go. All right, let me, they let like me... K- like KJ Costello throw for 600 yards on them. I, what I is know. that going to throw for? Like, I know, but I'm just telling you, if, if – that's what rat poison is. Did you see the Ole Miss game? I just don't think you're going to stop this Alabama offense. I, I thought were, you were at the Ole Miss game. I, I remember you being there. Yeah, well, they, the Ole Miss still couldn't stop Alabama's offense. They're I'm just telling you, I, you were you were. We watched it on TV. You watched it from the press box, and I'm telling you right now that that rat poison that you're throwing out there when it was in the fourth quarter of that football game, you weren't going, okay, these guys like it was like, hey, if if we don't score right here, 
we're not stopping these guys, and it's going to be just awful. Be the yeah, season. The is, you know? When I look at this Alabama offense, like you really can't say if they don't score right here, they score every time. It seems like I mean, like this is one of the best <laughs> offenses I've ever seen. Yeah, so. they've they've done a good job. All right, let me, let me get let me get Trey in here. He's he's you know hot off of getting that homework done. He was at the Georgia game, you know, and I'm sure in the student section, feeling good about life. Is that a LeBron James jersey? I don't know anything about basketball. Not, no way, no. LeBron, Who's that? This Who's that guy? Person right here. We're Who? Kyrie uh, Irving? Don't know anything about yeah. it. All right, let's talk football. All right, so what did you think about that Auburn? Did you expect Auburn to lose that game? You know, with Auburn this year and really every year, you can expect inconsistency. You can expect him to come out and look pretty good against – team like Kentucky in week one and then you know lay three eggs in a row they shouldn't have beat Arkansas last week they really shouldn't have this week this game was obviously winnable into the fourth quarter but South Carolina had their number Shai Smith made some of the most incredible catches I've seen all season um so you know I'm not gonna say really um I, I think Alabama still has to be worried about this team to an extent because this is your arch rival and anything is possible in that game and I don't want to you know Feed you the rat poison quite yet, like Tony is uh, easy to do here. But he's got a point. Who's going to outscore this team? I mean, there's one, maybe two teams in the whole country that could hang around, and they wear orange and purple and are in South Carolina. You don't have to see them until the playoff, maybe the national title. And the other team's in Ohio and hasn't even played a football game yet. So we don't know. But when it comes to the SEC right now, we're going to jump around. But um, there's not too much to worry about. That was this weekend. Right, right. Auburn Auburn's going to be Auburn's going to struggle to be five and five. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, look, I, I'm going to tell you. I mean, like, I'm not supposed to cheer, but I mean, look, I'm an Alabama grad, and you know, I, 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 I just would that would be great. All right, let, let's talk about this one. Arkansas 33-21 over Ole Miss. I, I was like surprised, like I couldn't believe it. it was like what twenty to nothing at the half or something, twenty one nothing at the half. Uh, Arkansas, I, I just thought that this Arkansas team was going to go over. I thought it was they were going to go over or maybe win one. They're two and two right now, and they should be three and one because the officials, you know, what, what do we call that? Um, what do they call it? Touchdown Auburn or no? Um, I think they call it Auburn Aub Jesus. Or... Auburn Jesus. Yeah, oh, I'm yeah. sorry. Auburn Jesus <laughs> saved them again, right? And so it's so they're two and two, but th this is a fun team to watch right now. Trey, I'm just going to start right with you because Ole Miss, wow. they had the moral victory against Alabama. You guys that watched the postgame show saw when Kyle threw up Lane Kiffin's postgame press conference, he said, hey, they're jogging. We're, we're, we're walking off the field, and everybody gave us a standing ovation. We lost. And then, and when that happens, this happens, 33-21 Ole Miss. This is a force to reckon with this year. Everybody ruled him out. You know, obviously after last season, that was easy to do. But Felipe Franks, this offense, well coached now. They're, they're fluid and, um, you know, they're rolling. I, I think this team could win seven, eight games this year, make a bowl game and just shock everybody because they're talented and they and they keep rolling. I think Old Miss, you know, to an extent is still trying to figure things out. That offense is great. We figured that out last week. But as a whole, they have problems. That defense is going to struggle all year long. Credit to Arkansas's offense, but there's some serious flaws in Oxford still. They got to get worked out. Arkansas took advantage. What do you guys think? Kyle? I don't think Arkansas wins seven games, Trey. Sorry. Why not, man? Six. They could go they six and four and make a bowl game. Arkansas is a team that if you don't take them seriously, they're going to, they're you know, they, they can hurt you in some plays. Right. But this is still a team that hadn't won in like seven years, it seemed like. Um, uh, I think Arkansas is just gonna, you know, they're they're. You want to talk about a team that's gonna play every week to go one and zero. I think every win Arkansas gets this season is such a bonus for them. So they're they're gonna come out scrappy. They're gonna come out tough. And uh, I don't see that. You know, if you go through their schedule, I don't. I, we can break it down, but I think that they, you know, they might pull off a a win or two more. But it, it's tough. I mean, look look at the schedule. This is their schedule right here. I mean, hard to pick a, a, a real win out of what they've got. What they've got left. Yeah, I yeah, they're gonna to agree. lose against Texas A&M. They're gonna the Tennessee game. Play. I think they really got to circle that one. Yeah. Maybe the Missouri I, I, one. I think pull out those two. Tennessee. They're gonna get. They're gonna lose to Florida. They're gonna go into fifteen overtimes with LSU. <laughs> the game against Missouri will be postponed for whatever reason, and then Alabama will beat them by ninety-nine points. There's your. There's your Arkansas <laughs> season. 
I don't know, man. I mean, uh, weird things happen when Alabama plays at Razorback Stadium. I, I mean, I, I think Alabama yeah. will win, but there was a year Alabama won like 14-13 there. I like the way that this team moves the football. I, I like their confidence too, you know, and they, they've kind of got this like, you know, Tony and everyone else isn't giving us a shot type attitude. They could beat LSU. They might upset a Texas A&M. You know, they're going to beat Missouri. It's not going to get postponed. They're going to play that game. You know, like they, they, and who knows what, what could happen. But they're, they have shown through so far through four games that they play quality football. i got to give them a lot of credit for that. All right, the other game before we get to the final game, because we had two postponed, LSU and Florida, Vandy and Missouri, and those were the first two postponed games this year. So I think 26 of 28 games scheduled uh, have played in the SEC through COVID, so that's good. Texas A&M, number 11 in the country, you know. It was a, a, a grinded-out win against the Bulldogs, 28-14. to 14. Uh, Mississippi State got off to that great start. We thought, hey, that, now this is this is what we're going to see from this Bulldog team. You know, they they just they went in there and they whooped LSU. They're going to surprise people, and they stink. But they played a, a decent game against Texas A&M. But I got to give Texas A&M credit. Like they're starting to try to build some momentum. <laughs> Start with you, Kyle. I know you're ready to talk about this. Uh, what about a nice uh, thumbs up? We appreciate it. I'll uh, reserve the username for next time. <laughs> nice job. We appreciate the thumbs up. Man. I know a few people right. named that. Yeah. So, uh, Justin Wallace, Hey, everyone in the, in the chat box, thank you very much for, for watching. Um, this is the Monday night quarterback, uh, Trey Anity, Mig Gillespie, Tony Sukalas. You guys know why I'm Kyle Henderson. Um, we're talking everything under the sun. Um, it's just a fun show to have super chats go to, uh, feed, uh, Trey Yanity and Mick Gillespie, so um, hook him up with some super chats. We appreciate it. Trey just uh, outside of um, his college classes. Um, when I look at uh, Texas A&M, I mean, I don't know. I mean, Texas A&M, I saw them uh, against Alabama, not really impressed. Kellen Munn's kind of like the Hunter Renfro at the quarterback position, right? It seems like he's been here for such a long time. Um, I, I mean, the win against Florida was impressive, but when I kind of look at them overall and when I look at the rest of their schedule – um, how good is this team really going to be? Um, I, I'm not quite sure. I mean, you look at um, the fact that they just beat the Pirate and Mick, Mike Leach and got Arkansas, South Carolina, so I'll take uh, two more wins, probably beat Tennessee, I would assume, um, Ole Miss, coin flip maybe, LSU, Auburn. So, I mean, yeah, Jimbo, I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing that he's getting paid. What is he getting paid, like $75 million? And what has he really done over that span, right? I mean, I think they've had some solid recruiting, but, you know, I, I don't know if, um, you know, anyone's really going to dethrone Alabama from that West. Kirby's um, Jimbo's tried to do it several times, even when he was at Florida State. And, you know, it's, it's really not that impressive. What are they saying on campus, Trey? Man, I, you know, I think the biggest <laughs> talk right now is 22-0. and 0 And, uh, you know, obviously we're past him this year, but Jimbo's not going to break that up. This team's playing well now. Um, you know, this is a Texas a team group that could still – we talked about it last week. They can make the playoff. This is a team that just has to control their own destiny, and, and they have the uh, path to do that. You know, I, I think that Kellen Mond is talented enough to get them there, but we're still just going to have to see. Good for them to go to keep it rolling here. Um, you know, I don't know. They don't buzz too much about anybody but Alabama on campus right now. All right, Tony. Pull up that schedule again, because I, I, I'm actually pretty <laughs> high on the, on the Aggies. Uh, look, that's a, you know – Okay, so we got a win against Arkansas, a win against uh, South Carolina, a win against Tennessee, a win against Ole Miss, a win against uh, Mix LSU Tigers. I I don't see any <laughs> loss here, and like I think that Texas A&M could backdoor into the playoff. They're not even going to have to play in the SEC championship game, and if your only loss is a road loss to Alabama. Um, I actually like where the Aggies are in, in this situation in, in terms of if they can just win the games that I personally feel that they're supposed to win. Uh, I think they actually got a good chance. And I mean, look, nobody, if you're going to judge it on Alabama level good, I think there's only one other team and it's Clemson. Uh, but based on everyone else, I think AM's right there. I mean, what are they ranked now? Like seven in the nation or something like that. So I, I think that, I think that they could make a run. I think they could, you know, who knows? Maybe maybe Trey just said it. Maybe they are in the playoff. Mm, I, I think they're good. I mean, the, the the way that they played, 
you know, uh, last week was it kind of gave me this thought, like, you know, if you can beat Florida like that and you're able to kind of move the ball downfield and, and get enough stops, you know, the way that college football is now, I mean, that makes them a contender. Uh, but then I see games like this and I'm like, you know, good teams aren't going to struggle against against this um you know, Mississippi State team. Like, I get it. Like, I, I'm a fan of, of Mike Leach. Like, his fa- my favorite, like, press conference is when he got on there talking about the floor Bama when he was in Washington, and no one knew what he was talking about. We're like, hey, we, we, go, we, we do it on the line. You know, we do it on the line. We know it's an Alabama-Florida bar, right? Um, I hope he has success because he's so entertaining, but his team, th- they're weak sauce. All right, look, the biggest surprise to me this week was that not only – Kentucky historically has just lost to Tennessee in football, right? I mean, like, just like it they, doesn't matter what season they got going, um, but they just, they just don't win. They go in there. Jared Garantano throws for 88 yards, 14 to 21, and two interceptions, and both go for pick sixes. And Kentucky's defense is right up there with Georgia where you're like, oh, man, these guys are good, you know? Like, they win the game 34-7. to uh, You know that uh, Jeremy Pruitt, you know, fired his defensive line coach. He's going to coach the defense now. There's people in Knoxville that are calling for him to get fired, which they, they just, at this point, could not even think about firing him and buying him out. I mean, they're, they're paying like other coaches, you know. Uh, and it's just so crazy how – the things have changed so much in one week in Tennessee. Um, let's talk about this, and then we're going to get into Alabama and uh, and Tennessee, which is coming up Saturday. But Kyle, I mean, I, I look at this and I'm like, you lose 34 to seven to Kentucky, and you're in Tennessee. That is bad. Bass Bass Fisher, one two three. What's up? I love the I love the avatar. <laughs> Imagine being a Tennessee fan, right? No, I get it. So today, Jeremy Pruitt announced that he will be coaching the defensive line, and that Phil Farmer will be coaching the team, right? Um, that was the announcement. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding with you guys. Um, it's gonna be Coach Dubs, the imaginary video guy that. Beat yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, Coach Dubs. Yeah, that was awesome. I love that. Uh, that was that was well done by those guys. Yeah. Um, I think when um you look at uh, Tennessee. I mean, it's I mean, what is the trajectory of this team? Right. Um, I I thought from the beginning of the season, I actually was kind of impressed. Right. I mean, I I remember watching them and I was like, not too bad. But now that I've seen them, I'm like, okay, same old story. And Alabama is going to go over there. And what's the official line on the game? Is it was it really like twenty eight and a half? Do we have that, Mick? What's the what's the line on that? I thought I thought the line was around two touchdowns. I'm going to look it up, but I thought. it's in the twenty-eight range. Or I'll, yeah, I'll, I, I, I tweeted it out. I think it was you, like wait, wait a second. You talking about Kentucky, Alabama? I mean, Kentucky, Tennessee? Or are you talking about? I mean, um, Tennessee, Kentucky, or Tennessee, Alabama? I'm talking about for for Tennessee and Alabama. Oh, okay, yeah, it it's, is uh, twenty-one right now. Yeah, Vegas, Vegas Insider has it at twenty-one. Twenty-one. Oh, yeah. Okay, I mean that. My point is, you know, what I'm saying like the trajectory of this this game earlier, like week two, if I would have looked at it, it looked like a pretty good game. I was like, wow. So after you know Jim, uh, after Kirby Smart, you got Jeremy Pruitt and his crew. But now I see, um, I don't really see too much from Tennessee, and I think a lot has to do with the quarterback position. Uh, maybe they do have a good uh, defense. Maybe their um, the offensive line is is good. But I think, like like I keep saying, unless you have a really really talented um, offense like the Las Vegas Raiders, you're not going to beat the Alabama Crimson Tide this year. Hey, thank you, Randall, for the super chat. Appreciate it. Good luck on surgery, man. It's prayers are away, buddy. Yeah, we're thinking about you. I heard that there, and I, I got this from some, a couple different sources, or I wouldn't even say it. I heard that there's a lot of turmoil in that locker room right now, and and I'm not sure what you know what that means. But, you know, when you have a team like this, Alabama had a team in 2000 coming off of the 99 National Championship game that had turmoil in the locker room. And and it really, like, kind of cost them that season. You know, they ended up, they were ranked third, and then they, they lost to UCLA to start the season. And next thing you know, like, they, they won, like, two or three games. I think they won three games that whole year. And there was just turmoil in the locker room. So uh, Tennessee was supposed to wear the black jerseys. Um, and then something happened, and they didn't wear them. You know, they were gonna they were gonna have kind of their, their blackout game. So it could be something with that, from what I understand. I, I'm not sure because I'm not there. But I can tell you that 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 team is too talented to get a beatdown from Kentucky like that, Trey. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, and if it's something as dumb that's creating all this turmoil in your locker room as jerseys, you know, where's the mental strength at for a team? Um, you know, and some of that was my fear going into this past weekend for Bama, even after you guys like Dylan Moses come out and make statements about Pete Golding. It's like, you know, where are they going to be mentally? But they got over it, and obviously Tennessee did not. This team is is talented. You know, Girantano's made big strides this offseason. He's looked solid so far, but it's beginning to fall apart. Um, and, and, you know, I, I think this is the worst time for it to happen for Tennessee because now you're going to have to play Alabama and, um, you know, some of these better schools. Their schedule is is nice for the rest of the season because they kind of go every other week playing in Alabama and then, you know, maybe Missouri and then a Georgia and then maybe in Arkansas. and then. But they got to figure it out because – if it's not right internally, it's not going to be right on the field. This is some Chris Tail sales uh, type stuff. Excuse me, when he cut up the jerseys a few years ago, I remember that. <laughs> Tony, they're going for fourteen straight. They're going to get it too. I, you know, I was trying to get high on this this Tennessee team. I was trying to think like, oh man, this could be an interesting year. Seems like you're we're always doing that, right? Are are we not always thinking like, oh, this ten this Tennessee team looks good, and then it's like. This this year was two games in, but sometimes it gets a little bit more. I just they can't put it together. You mentioned the firing Pruitt. I mean, who's gonna come there anymore? It's it's a really hard place to coach. It's hard to recruit there. Um, the expectations are still high because you're in the SEC. I mean, they're really falling off as a program. Personally, you know, I, I think I'd like to see them get on a run. I, I think I'd like to see that Alabama Tennessee game matter. It's starting not to matter. And if you look at this game, I. I mean, look, anything can happen, right? Yeah, but I, I just don't think – I don't see it being close. I think Alabama is going to win probably by more than the 21 points they're favored by. I love doing this. You know, like if I'm in Knoxville and I'm talking football, you know, I'm just like, hey, look, you know, I do this show for Alabama. I'm a grad. How old were you guys last time Tennessee won? You know, and I, I, I had this talk with a group of kids one time in middle school – None of them were born yet. So, you know, let's go around the horn here. I was at the last game that Alabama lost to Tennessee. So, you know, I've been to probably like 20-some of these, you know, third Saturday games going all the way back to Peyton Manning. Trey, we'll start with you, man. Where were you man, 13 I, going on 14 years ago? I believe I was seven years old. I was in fourth <laughs> grade. Um you know, thinking about <laughs> other teams in these two and, uh, you know, really don't remember any of it. <laughs> but You were you were trying to get that. Uh, I'm not know what toys you guys played with back then. Yeah. Probably video games, right? Exactly. More worried about the playground than uh, <laughs> <laughs> the swing set. All right. What about you, Kyle? Where were you 13 years ago? 14. Uh, 13 years ago. Let me I can tell you the exact place I was written <laughs> down. Um, no, I, I, let me let me pull up the full game list because I want to show you guys. Uh, all, right. all right, give me one second. All right, here's the full game list if you can see that. My goodness. All right, so in 2006, that's where I okay. So in 2006, um, 2007, I was in, I was actually living in Washington, D.C. in 2006. Um, I was um, actually uh, having such a great time. So check this out. Quick fun story. <laughs> my roommate, and this isn't a joke. So I'm from New Mexico. My roommate was from Puerto Rico. My other roommate was from Nagasaki, Japan. And my my fourth roommate, he was from Iowa, right? So <laughs> like, like whoever roomed us, like they saw like where we were from. And they're like, this is going to be epic. So um, no, 2006, I was in Washington, D.C. And um, I don't think it's going to happen. I'm with Tony. I think that... You know, Alabama is just playing at too high a level. And I get it. You know, like coaches speak, like every team can beat them. No, no, they can't. I mean, just like roster-wise, schematically, I think Alabama is playing so good. And I think Steve Sarkeesian has such a good game plan that they're going to continue to stay hot. I think they're going to continue to stay hungry. And look, this team is working for protect for perfection. And I think there's a couple of teams on this schedule that Alabama has redemption dates with, right? LSU. Auburn, you got to win the big rivalry game, and that's going to kind of be the catalyst to win this game and put Tennessee away. And of course, we can't wait for those uh, victory cigars uh, pictures with Butch Jones, right? He never got to. <laughs> yeah, I love the after ones that like you smoke uh. with the team. Um, but I think that's what keeps this team hungry. And I think what also keeps this team hungry is the fact that um, perfection 
redemption dates, and then also either getting the <laughs> campaign going for Najee Harris or Mac Jones to win that Heisman Trophy and bring it back to Tuscaloosa. All Where's right, Tony, where were you, man? 13 years ago. Jeez, I was, I was in high school. The Please bring part. up Butt Jones' name again one more time. Yeah, so I was in high school. I think I was like a <laughs> sophomore in high school. So. <laughs> Yeah, oh, I was at uh, the game. I, I remember walking out, and being like, "Man, I can't believe we just lost that." Like that was Mike Shula, like typical Mike Shula, leading the fourth quarter, give it away. And I was in Knoxville, and I was with some Tennessee friends. And those were some like, dark times for Alabama football. Too. Well, you guys don't no, even those know are the, the dark ages. Well, and, and like I, I was doing the uh, the tailgate show a few years ago with Mike Johnson. <laughs> and Baron Huber, and they they both played. Baron's from Knoxville, so he's with us, you know. Like he and you know, they, he knows that there there's a time where Alabama lost to, to Tennessee a lot, you know. And Mike's like, I don't even consider them a rival. It's LSU and Auburn now, you know. I'm like, don't say that, man. Don't say that because we were I, in I school, wanted, I we didn't beat be these rivalry. guys. I want it to be a rivalry. It's a classic game. It's a classic like Southern game. I I, I really hope it doesn't <laughs> lose. That they don't lose that, you know. <laughs> The, the the colors are fall colors. I mean, for <laughs> look at that orange though. That was all my years. <laughs> I know, man. <laughs> it's in all these games, like it was like every year, like Peyton Manning's directing the band. You know, they're throwing a touchdown on the first play of the game. You know, like it, it was terrible. What Jason Witten had one of those games, like where they just kept throwing him the ball. Mike Dubose and his defense just couldn't figure out how to stop him. He's like dragging like five guys down the field. Travis Stevens was on those teams. Travis Henry. Big offensive lines, Philip Former coming into town and dominating Alabama on probation. It was terrible. And, the, and, and old school fans like me are like, we're, Tony, we're not letting these guys up, man. We're not letting them up. Yeah, I, I get it. I get it. <laughs> the, the Tennessee game is is starting to become the game that like the older fans care about because it's it's the game. You know, I wonder if if somebody like an LSU were to fall off, then we're going to have a whole generation of people saying, no, 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 Alabama LSU was a rivalry game, you know? But um, look, I, I hope it stays. I really do. I think it's a classic rivalry. I, I like rivalry games. I like big games that, that matter. Um, I'm glad that Alabama Georgia is becoming a, a big game that, that, that matters. Uh, I wish, you know, I wish they play Georgia more to be honest with you, but um but yeah, I don't know how it's going. To, I don't know how this Tennessee upturn would happen, but uh, I, I really do. I look forward to this game. Uh, it's just a classic game, and you know, I, I'm I'm looking forward to it this week as well. Uh, I, hey, I hey, Mick, before we uh, before we move forward. Um, give your buddy Reagan at R&R a shout out. Three, two, one. Yeah, look, look, guys. Let me tell you something right now. This is like the biggest week of the year for the, the cigar business, you know, and Reagan at R&R Cigar is our guy. The Cigar Mansion's in downtown Tuscaloosa. Reagan's in there. He's got, like, special cigars that were made just for this game, but they also got a humidor of all kind of stuff. I, I hung out there a little bit Saturday before I did the watch party. They had the uh, the, the Yingling Chocolate Porter, the Hershey Chocolate Porter, by the way. I, they're, they're, like, the, one of the only places in town to have it. So go in there and grab a cigar. Of course, they have the – if you tell them Mick sent you, that's me – you get a cigar and an Angel's Envy bourbon for 10 bucks, But go by there and, and, and go in and talk to Reagan, and it's going to be crowded. So, you know, just, just go in there and get your cigar. I mean, nothing's better. And, and I guess it goes back to you guys looking at all that orange when at, we lost to Tennessee every year. That was when I was a student. Uh, because I've been every single one of these games uh, going way back, and I smoke my cigar every time. Like, I can't wait to crack my Rocky Patel Platinum open and light that thing with my Rocky Patel flame and smoke it if Alabama wins, you know? And right, I so enjoyed look, it there, and I'll enjoy it there again. So, look, this is what you look like <laughs> after Alabama beats Tennessee without a cigar. This is what you look like after Alabama beats Tennessee with a cigar. You Make know, choice and go to R&R and tell them, Mick sent you. And I think hey, their promo code is simply Roll Tide, which is the same as ours. Yeah. And this funny thing, and I'm going to try to find it on here. Today, it had like, you know, on Facebook, it had like the, uh, hey, remember this moment, you know, like where they have the moment on there. And it was a picture that was on the uh, the cover of a newspaper of me smoking a cigar uh, and one of those wins eight, eight or nine years ago. Um, and I was like, yeah, I forgot. I was on the cover of the newspaper smoking a cigar, you know, like they just somebody just snapped a picture and put it out there, you know. Uh, so I, I, I do it, man. 
I do it. All right, guys, look, th- this show, it goes by so fast. I want to go around the horn. You guys tell me what you're up to this week. Promote whatever you want to promote. And give me your last thoughts. Start with you, Trey. Yeah, you know, it's just uh, still a big week. We got the midterms coming at us, um, you know. But it, it's going to be a great week. Getting this game behind us is a big weight lifted. Um, you know, exciting to, to to hate on Tennessee a little bit. So it's going to be a good one. Um, personally, I got some other stuff going on. We had a podcast last night. Uh, got another show coming up on Saturday. We got the tailgate show coming for you guys on Friday. And we're going to have some great coverage this weekend. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. So just looking forward to that. Keeping it rolling. What do you got, Kyle? Um, uh, million, million and one things. Um, <laughs> but, um, no, I, I think when I kind of look at the rest of this week, um, you know, we got Nick Saban's press conference that we posted today, you got Jeremy Pruitt. So, um, you can also listen to those via podcast. So I know you're out there and you're, you know, thank you very much for watching the show, but if you're on the go, if you're driving, whatever you obviously can't watch. So I uh, just look for Bama insider on, uh, Apple podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, we gear up for, uh, this weekend's tailgate show, which is Friday night. Um, Mick will be in Tennessee. So will Tony. Um, he'll be out at Neyland Stadium. I'll be back here. Um, to- uh, Trey, you'll be here at the watch oh, party, right? So we'll course, be doing yeah. our uh, Jimmy John's watch uh, special yeah. from uh, the crib at uh, the Henderson studio. And uh, no, I'm just looking for another great week of positivity and I'm looking to see how this offense continues to roll and how this defense continues to progress. All right. How about you, Tony? Yeah, like you, Mick, I'll be making the trip to, to Tennessee. I, I kind of enjoy that trip. It's really pretty up there. So I'll be making the trip up there with my wife and then obviously covering the game. Um, you know, I, I got some, like everyone, I, I've got really good content coming this week. I think, you know, keep it locked on BamaInsider.com to, to, so you make sure you don't miss anything. I might write a story about your, your boy uh, Devontae Smith at the end of the week as well. Smitty, you should. All right, guys, this is it right here. Tell me if you can see this. Well, after that comes up there. Let me put that up there, Kyle. See if I can get that. That that right there. Oh. And that guy, Roger Hoover, is actually like a uh, Crimson Tide Sports Network broadcaster, but he went to Tennessee. And that's me putting my arms around him and blowing smoke in his face. That was after one of those wins. Look, I, I'm a fan, okay? I graduated from you Alabama. You look like you're about eight years old. If I was a police officer, I would have <laughs> <laughs> That wasn't that long ago, man. I just I, I don't know what happened. You're saying, like, I've, I've, I've gotten a little bit more, like, you know, sophisticated looking wiser, since then. Yeah. I guess I'm saying you got a little bit wiser, but right there, I would if I was a cop, I would have went up to him. <laughs> hey, man. Yeah, I know it's a, you know, Tennessee uh, game, but yeah, yeah. Well, look, look, man, for any of you guys that are going, Tony, you're welcome to join. Uh, Friday night, we're going to have the um, Bama Insider Tailgate Show. Look right there. There it is, the logo. And, and it's going to be from Eastern Time, 7 to 9. Of course, it'll be 6 to 8 uh, Central, but Friday night, we're going to be at Old Tennessee Distillery. That's a moonshine. Uh, place that's in Sevierville, Tennessee. It's kind of right on the. You, if you if you go, you don't have to drive all the way in the Pigeon Forge or Gatlinburg to get there. It's a little bit out of town, but it's right by where the baseball stadium is. That I've broadcasted games in the past, uh, right by Smoky Stadium. It's easy to get in and get out. We're going to be there from uh, seven to nine Eastern time, broadcasting our show live, and it's like they got free moonshine tasting going on. The show's going to be going on. It's going to be a lot of fun. They, they, I was talking to the guy today, and they've got all kind of different stuff. And we're going to break this matchup down, man. Like, I'm one of these people, uh, and it's good to see Derek on there. I, I'm one of these people that still believes that this is a rivalry game. This is the third Saturday in October game. These, this rivalry goes back. You're talking about Bear Bryant and, and General Neyland and, you know, Philip Fulmer and Bear, you know, and, and Nick Saban now has absolutely dominated. We've never had a – it's always been kind of streaky, but it's never been like this. No team has ever gotten to 13 and now Alabama going to 14, trying to get to 14 straight wins. I, I just think that Alabama's got to be careful because Tennessee at this point doesn't have anything to lose. You know, and I and I feel like a lot of the problems that they have are self-induced. Um, I thought the way they played the first half against uh, against Georgia, they play that way, and they're going to be tough to beat. Now they obviously didn't do that against Arkansas, but you put these games out there, you put these two teams out there. I love looking at the uniforms when the orange comes out and the white, and the crimson and white comes out, and they meet on the field. It's just not a better looking college football, and. 
you know, the other thing, too, is I love going to Neyland Stadium, man. I love it. It's always this time of year when we're there, kind of fall. It's a little bit cool. They seem to always be like 2.30 games. You can see the Tennessee River floating by downtown. And, like, it's just it's just the, the checkerboard end zone. I've got a lot of friends in, in big orange colors. That's right. It's 407 right off the 104. Come by and see me, man. I mean, we're going to be there, and I would love to see all you guys out there for this because it's, you know, like I'm pretty pumped up about getting to, you know, the kind of – I love the Smoky Mountains, you know, just – Period, you know. So, anyway, this is this is what college football is all about, and and I want to tell you guys this too, you young you young folks, enjoy this, enjoy what's going on at Alabama right now because it does not always happen this way. It doesn't happen where you win fourteen straight or thirteen straight against your rival. So, you know, this is probably going to be the longest streak that we're ever going to have between Alabama and Tennessee where one team's this dominant. But I feel like Alabama, after that win against Georgia, they just got to come in there, protect Mac, and let him throw the football. Tennessee can be dangerous. We saw that last year. They, they hurt Tua, remember? And all of a sudden, we had a football game. So the game's in Knoxville, and we want to see you guys swing by and, and, and hang out. And then I'm going to be a fan Tony, you're going to be in the stands. I'm tailgating. <laughs> you're going to have a good time, man. I, I'm tailgating. I, like, everything you said, I, I love I love it up there. I love the the weather. I love the Tennessee River. Um, you're going to be drinking moonshine. I, you know, you're going to be taken care of. I'm going all in on the moonshine, the screwball, and the yingling, and whatever else comes my way. And uh, <laughs> for those of you that are like Tennessee people, the guy, my, my man Smitty, he owns like all these McDonald's in Cleveland, Tennessee. He gave me the ticket. He's a huge Cubs fan, and he gave me the ticket. So I don't really go to a lot of games like as a fan, you know, never. I mean, this might be one of the only games I go to. But I told you, when I was in school, Kyle put the chart up there. It was all orange. So if I get a chance to go put the cigar on at the end of the game and walk out of there, you roll it down for me, Kyle. Just put it back there again. I want to put this in perspective, if you don't mind, like what I dealt with as an Alabama student. It was like, I want to say seven or eight straight years of, of walking out of that stadium and the Tennessee fans smoking the cigars. So this is, yeah, there it is right there. Yeah, I wasn't there in 95 uh, I wasn't there in 96, 97, 98, 99, 2000, 2001. Yeah, I know before that bear, bear owned it, but it's, it's kind of a weird, like, look at that, that pattern right there. So weird. The, the coloring, but this is, this is what college football is all about guys. All right. I think that does it for Monday night quarterback. And I know we, we've kind of gone long here, but it's because we're having so much fun. Hey, um, everybody, thank you very much for watching. Be sure and subscribe to our podcast and be sure and um, hit the like button. Um, Super Chats, always welcomed. And um, we'll be back. We got Tuesday, tomorrow night. We got Andrew Bone Show recruiting. Um, Jaquincy McKinstry is announcing on Sunday. Andrew Bone has recently put in a forecast. We'll talk more with him on Tuesday, Wednesday night. I'll take your calls. And then on Thursday, maybe we'll have something special for you guys. And then on Friday, it's the Bama Insider Tailgate Show. Mick will be up in Tennessee. I'll be here at the Bama Insider Studio. Tyler will be behind um, the scenes producing the show. And then, of course, on Saturday, it's game day as Alabama will take on Tennessee from Knoxville, Tennessee, up at Neyland Stadium. Um, Tony will be driving up there. So tons of coverage coming your way on Bama Insider. Let me give uh, Bama Insider a quick um, shout-out real quick. And I think we're about to have a pretty good promo at Bama Insider just because we're expecting a really big week. So if you're not familiar, you can go to Bama Insider. The promo code to sign up to get behind that premium paywall is simply Roll Tide at checkout. Again, it's Roll Tide at checkout. Go to Bama Insider. Tons of great content your way at Bama Insider. And um, we appreciate you guys joining us on Monday Night Quarterback. I had a great time. Oh, so did I. Let's do it again next week, guys. You you, you want to? Let's do it. All right, let's do it again next week. All right, until next Monday. (laughs) See you guys.